The RBA has stopped increasing interest rates here in Australia. They paused as of yesterday. I'm not sure when you're watching this, but they did pause yesterday and it's a massive shift in what comes next as part of this cycle. If you're interested in my thoughts, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now definitely subscribe because I have a video coming up on this channel about why everyone is focusing on probably the wrong thing. Now, yes, interest rates are very important, but what I cover off in that video that's coming in a few days is perhaps the biggest crisis we've seen in Australian property history. So yes, it is quite dramatic. Yes, it is warranted for the dramatic headline, but this will affect anyone that owns property or doesn't own property. So definitely be subscribed subscribe to the channel so you know when I drop that video next. Now, can we take a moment to just relax? For the first time after like 10 or 11 months, have we seen the interest rates pause? We've seen 10 consecutive interest rate increases, albeit in the start, we started with like a 25 basis points and then we moved to a 50 basis points for like what felt like the longest time ever. And we moved all the way from a 0.1% cash rate to a 3.6% interest rate. This is massive. And to put it really into perspective, we're gonna take a look at this graph. What this shows you is the increases in interest rates as well as the cutting of the rates since basically 1990. So over 30 years of data here. And what we can see is how quickly those interest rates actually increased over time. What we can see here in about 1993 to 1994, we started seeing the increase in interest rates. In five months, it went up by 275 basis points. In about 2001, we saw it go up by 150 basis points across 10 months. And more recently, following the GFC, we saw increases of interest rates by 175 basis points in 14 months. And that is all nothing compared to what we have just witnessed. Now there is hope. You may have a large mortgage, you may be looking to get into property, but there is hope here. I think the worst is actually over. Now, will you feel pain right now? Yes, interest rates are high. Will we feel pain in six months time? Most likely. However, the worst is over. Think about the consumer sentiment at the time. You and I were feeling really bullish about everything. Interest rates were at record lows. Cash rate was at 0.1%. Inflation was transitory. And we had the RBA come out and said, we're not gonna increase rates till 2024. That was about 12 months ago. Now. We flipped completely bearish. We've got consumer confidence at all time lows, very similar to what we saw during the pandemic and around the GFC recession. And now we're at a point where we think it can never end. And that's usually what happens is when there's peak fear, it's probably the time for a reversal. And that's exactly what we've seen. The RBA has come out now and paused rates. Now, what's very interesting about the chart that I showed you, I'm gonna pop it up here on the screen now. What you'll notice is that every single time we've increased, we haven't been able to maintain that same level for longer than a year. So in less than a year, you will definitely see interest rates cut if you would base it just completely on historical data. And this is not me making an opinion. It's exactly what's happened time and time again over the last 30 odd years. The other thing that's very noteworthy in this example is that the rate at which we decrease, barring the one in 1996, 1997, every single time we've cut rates, it's been a lot quicker and usually a lot deeper than when we started off from increasing at that point. So what I mean by that is if we started at 0.1% this time around and we went all the way up by 350 basis points in 12 months, it generally means that we won't stay here for longer than say 12 months. And on average is pretty much about six months. And then we start seeing the rate cuts. Now the rate cuts are faster and deeper. So of course, the question in your mind is, well, what's deeper than 0.1% Ravi? And it would be something like negative rates. And I've mentioned this on the channel in 2020. Again, I got slammed with comments at the time, but is it a possibility? Maybe, right? The reality is that anything is on the table now. When you think the interest rates can't go any higher, they probably will. And when you think their interest rates can't cut, 
out any further, they probably will as well. What this means ultimately is that you need to be very well prepared for either situation. Now, if we see rates suddenly start to decrease, you need to know that you've positioned yourself in the right way possible. And be sure to stay all the way through because I've got my biggest advice for anyone that's in the market right now. And I'll be sharing that at the end of this video. Now with higher interest rates, you're usually feeling the pain of those interest rates about six to nine months after they've actually increased. So what I mean by that is something that happened 12 months ago, you're probably already feeling, but something that happened last month is not something you're feeling right now. Now with us pausing, are you suddenly gonna see a shift in consumer sentiment pop up and confidence is through the roof? Everyone wants to buy property? Probably not. But what we did see is in Q4 of 2022, we did see the interest rates increasing by a smaller amount. So we shifted from a 50 basis point increase to a 25 basis point increase. And what we definitely saw was an uptick, very slight uptick in consumer confidence. Now, the reality is that interest rates have remained at this point and why they've increased so quickly is because of our inflationary problem. Now, inflation has started to drop and is dropping faster than some people expect. In February, the inflation rate was 6.8%, but that's down from a December peak of 8.4%. In the space of two months, we've dropped by almost 1.5%. Now, that's quite major. And what we're going to see before the next meeting is the March quarter CPI coming out on April 26th. That's going to be a few days before the RBA goes in to make a decision for their next interest rate meeting. Now, the main reason they've gone ahead and paused, which, you know, to be honest, there's two ways you can look at this. Number one is should they have just gone and rammed up more interest rate hikes and then figured out that inflation isn't really a problem anymore and then go into a cutting mode? Or is it better to go, let's pause, assess the economy, and then we can make our decision later. Now, personally, I prefer they go and smash inflation straight up so that we can go into the next phase of this cycle even faster and it's more fruitful for the next business cycle. However, in saying that, things have already started breaking. Now in 2022, I came out and I made a prediction around interest rates at the time, nobody really wanted to listen and I was wrong about it, right? I said that they were probably gonna pause in February. Instead, they paused in April. Now mind you, no economist has agreed with me over the last 12 months. I would go as far to say during the pandemic, no one really agreed with me. But what we're seeing now is that key indicators that would reflect us making a pivot have started to shift over. Something like retail spending, job ads, they're going and falling. But more importantly, you need to know that the RBA is not just going, oh, I've got to worry about housing or house prices. What they're involved in is managing inflation to remain within the target of two and 3%, but also the economic stability. And that is very key here because when you have something like housing making up such a large portion of wealth in Australia, but also providing shelter, you have a major issue coming where you've got a shortage of supply and not enough houses being built. What compounds to this problem is when you've got construction companies and builders going bust. Now they're going bust for a range of reasons. When interest rates are high, borrowing costs are higher. And what you've seen is people's borrowing capacity has been reduced. So with borrowing capacity reducing, people aren't able to fulfill their commitments. They may not be able to actually build right now. They kick the can down the road, but also businesses have taken on so much debt. So interest rates going up means their servicing costs have also increased. And that's where the friction is. In my personal opinion, I think inflation is in free fall now, and we should see it return back into the two to 3% band before the end of the year. Now, I also say that in Q3 of 2023, we will start seeing rate cuts. Now, if we're to look at history, we could predict that interest rates will fall a lot faster. I don't think that's gonna happen on this time, but again, who wants to bet against the economy and who wants to bet against the fact that this time is different? Every cycle is similar, they rhyme, but they definitely are very similar to the previous cycles that have played out before it. So speaking of cycles, what happens from here? You may have not been interested in interest rates or inflation up until probably the last 12 months. So what actually happens in this next part of the cycle, this next phase? Now, generally what happens is you have a tightening cycle, which is what we've seen, where interest rates go up, banks aren't lending as much, so they're increasing their servicing buffers, they're increasing shading in their calculators, and things slow down. As a result of interest rates going up, consumer confidence also falls because now people are losing their wealth in their 
homes because we've seen prices in homes go down as well. Then we flick the switch where we go and pause, where we start assessing what the outcome looks like from those interest rate increases. Now, I think over the next six months, it's gonna be a very telling sign of how detrimental this move has been. And I personally believe they shouldn't have cut to the levels they did. And now as a result, they've also had to increase to a level they shouldn't have. So I think we could see some real big pain, some real pivotal moments in the next six months, not just here in Australia, but in the world economy. And that is what's gonna trigger the RBA here locally to start cutting rates. Now, before the interest rates start getting cut from the RBA, we could definitely see banks starting to change their interest rates and mortgage rates. Now, you're probably like, no, they're not gonna do that because they don't look out for us. At the end of the day, they are running a business and what they're looking at is market share. So what happens is this next part of the cycle, they will go out there and say, we need to increase the liquidity. We need to go and grab the market share because hey we don't want to be the first to cut but we definitely don't want to be the last to cut and that we've already started seeing with some banks already cutting as much as by 25 basis points their fixed rates already so could we see that trend continue i believe we do and as we go through every single month of pausing which i believe is going to happen now for the next couple of months until we get to q3 i don't foresee any more rate increases in this cycle but i could be wrong my biggest advice to anyone out there is to start preparing for the situation of interest rate cuts it's something that you probably not thinking about because all the mainstream media is saying, no, it's doom and gloom. We're still having to go up. Inflation's really hot, but it's all contextual. If I come to you and say, look, CPI in Australia is 6.8% and our band is two to 3%. With that information, you're gonna say, yeah, you definitely have to increase rates and you're gonna have to do it really fast. But if I was to say only 60 days before that, the CPI was at 8.4%. Now it's at 6.8%. Now your decision changes. And then when I add in the fact that our retail spending during that quarter was terrible, you've got the slight uptick in unemployment, you've got job ads falling and layoffs happening across the board. Now your decision is made to be a little bit more difficult. So you might be scratching your head going, well, why doesn't the RBA just step in, increase interest rates until inflation is under control? The problem is it's all lag data. It's all gonna have a lag effect. So you simply can't say, well, interest rates should be up at 6% because that's where our inflation is. But if inflation falls and nosedives, which is what I think is gonna happen, are you gonna expect interest rates to also nosedive? And that's what we've seen happen here in Australia. So my biggest advice is why don't you start preparing for both scenarios. If interest rates are to pause here, then what does that mean for you in terms of wealth building? At the end of the day, interest rates, inflation, all of these things mean nothing unless you can make sense of it and actually go out there and build your wealth. At the moment, I'm going in and factoring probably a 50 basis point cut in 2023. And that's how I'm planning out my purchases for this year. When I'm going out and building wealth, it's about looking at the short term, but also the long term. And that's what we're doing with clients at the moment. If you need help in finding the right property, definitely hit me up. There's a link in the description below to the website, search property, and we will definitely be able to help you out. Again, subscribe to the channel because the next video on this channel will be substantial when it comes to your understanding of what the housing crisis here in Australia really looks like. I hope you guys have enjoyed this one. I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks guys.